0: If you hang out with us long enough, you'll start to believe in yourself and realize that you're capable of anything. Enjoy the the show. show.
1: Hello, everyone. Welcome back once again. This is Inner Bloom. I'm Alexa. I'm Ambrosia. Hi, everybody. I'm shaking it up today. You up-
0: sound like not enthusiastic to be here. Hello, I do- <laughs> everyone. Oh, I That's thought I been was- doing
1: this again. <laughs> I just want to like shake up my rhythm a little bit, you know, break oh, outside okay. the break outside the patterns of what you expect of me. If you catch oh, my okay. drift.
0: I misunderstood. I thought it was like, Jesus, here we go again.
1: And I was like, wow, we didn't have to do this
0: today. Like we could have waited.
1: That would be um, that would be very sad if uh, this is, like amazing free life I've created. I'm like, Jesus, I have to be here. Here we go again. Here we go again. Just live in my dream. Oh God. <laughs> How are you, Ambie?
0: I'm doing well. How are you?
1: I'm doing good. What did you do this weekend? I went camping. Yay. can't believe you voluntarily organized a camping trip. Well, I
0: didn't organize it. Oh, I thought you did. Um, I thought
1: you were like, we're going back, people. You were like, I didn't want to camp, but after COVID, I want to camp.
0: Well, that's true. I did. Okay. I pressured every, I'm the idea, right? I pressured everybody to go back and then I let somebody else organize it. Well, that's the it, smart way back. to do it. Yeah. Yeah. That's- but it was cool. It was nice. I haven't brushed my hair yet. I've washed it twice, but I haven't brushed it yet. So Yo,
1: that's living.
0: That's Just true. Just living my free life over here, untamed.
1: <laughs> yeah, your hair, untamed. Um, real quick, before getting into the topic, yeah, I, I feel – I was with my um, my nieces and nephews all this weekend in Buffalo with my husband's family because they were in from Israel, and um, I got to say, there's something that I really... That just feels so liberating about being around, like, children for the... I mean, it is it is exhausting, all those things. But there's something that just... I think what I notice is, like, I get outside of myself, you know? All of a sudden, all my stuff that I'm thinking about... And maybe it's because I'm only with them for a short time. But it's such a change of pace for me. Because suddenly, I have to think... I'm thinking about them always. It The, the narrative is shifting. Yeah. And so suddenly, I'm like... When I left them, I was like, oh, wow, like, I don't know. It, like, really helped my mental state in some way. Does that make sense? No? Yeah. I mean, yeah,
0: I'm not – no, not for me. I'm so sorry. No, it doesn't. (laughs) Like, it sounds nice, though. It sounds really good. No,
1: I just – I was just with 11
0: kids this weekend, so that was a lot of fucking kids.
1: Okay, right. But I feel like – so I grew up an only child, Right. Yeah. So I'm right. very self-oriented, like right. v- always have been. And I actually think that's part of my issue is that like my thoughts are so self-oriented, like even my like self-conscious thoughts, very self-oriented. I'm very I'm all and it's it's so anyway, I I, I guess what I'm saying is I feel like there's benefit in suddenly not being able to be 100 percent self-oriented. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. Yeah, like, I
0: totally get, to, get
1: that.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And I feel like there's got to be a nice balance between wanting to do things just for you, and then wanting to do things for other people.
1: Yes, absolutely, absolutely, yeah, and I'll say it's definitely, yeah, as an only child, that is definitely a bit of a challenge, even in your adult years, because your just mind is so oriented differently, but it's very nice, it's a it's a nice kind of change of mindset, so anyway, now we're back, Ambie's hair is untamed, and- Untamed uh, mild. <laughs> And that's what we're talking about today. We're talking about being untamed and wild, rewilding yourself, essentially. And, um, Abby, you were telling me recently that you were reading a fantastic book that we have mentioned on this podcast before.
0: That we have. Um, and it's called Untamed by Glendon Doyle. And it's Glennon. An amazing. Glennon Doyle. Glendon, Glendon, Glennon? either way. She's an author. Yeah. She knows who she is. Yeah. Um, but it's fine. <laughs> she knows who she is. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's it's a really good book. I really like it. I'm about halfway through, and it's good. It's got me feeling like okay. I'm gonna I'm gonna do all the things. Well, what's it about? For, wait,
1: let me preface this by I got a text from Ambie on Friday. Oh, shit.
0: I'm so scared about what you're about to say. Yeah. I've never been more scared about what you're about to say than I have been in this moment. Okay.
1: And I, Ambi and I are like looking into doing something else together that we're not going to talk about here, but there's something we were talking about doing. I was on my way to go partake in this thing and uh, I was going to FaceTime Ambi. And as I'm on my way over there to, to go see this thing. Ambie's like, um, she texts me and she goes, Do you wanna do you wanna um, do a trapeze with me? Or <laughs> And I was like, "She's like trapeze class, yeah, yeah, trapeze class with me. I'm done being scared. I want to do all the things that I didn't want to do." All right. Why do you make my to... voice sound like that? I don't sound like well, that. Well, because at first I was confused because I'm like, you, "We live very far away." Number one. <laughs> so, like, where is this trapeze class going to happen? In Maryland, and Maryland, in between us. And it was just so like it sounded like I'm I'm done being scared. I'm going to do all the things I've been afraid to do. That I was like, okay. Okay, all right well yes I'm open to it I've done one before but I would love to do one with you and cool and then um <laughs> and then what happened and then you texted me something else and then you texted me after and you were like <laughs>
0: I just, <think> ignore <laughs> just ignore me just ignore everything I say to you if I text you at all this weekend yeah do not fucking reply back to me
1: okay and I was like okay <laughs> but, but anyway, let's go back. Let's go back to the that moment of not wanting to be afraid to do any of the things you were afraid to do. So okay. were you listening to that book on tape?
0: I was listening on the way down to the camping trip.
1: Why don't you tell people what the book is about if they don't know?
0: Okay. So the book is essentially about how... how what is her name? Glennon? Glennon. Mm-hmm. Glennon. Okay. There's no D. Glennon, how she... Um, How in uh, mid-40s, she discovers that all of these things that she has been doing her whole life, she has been doing them in order to please other people. Mm -hmm. And she says, like, no more, not doing this anymore. And she talks about um, how she met her wife and she talks about how uh, she had an eating disorder and she had a drinking problem and um, just a lot of... It, my the thing that kind of had me hooked on the book was she goes into this story about going to this um, wild reserve, right? And they have this cheetah at this zoo that they have rescued from the wild, okay? And they do this to a lot of cheetahs actually because te- cheetahs are almost endangered, if not endangered at this point, I'm not 100% sure, but they have a lot of cheetahs in captivity. And she talks about she's not. I'm not going to talk about it as well as she does, but she talks about how um, what they do. And I recently I found out after that this is like pretty common. They tame cheetahs by introducing them as cubs to a dog, and the dog models the behavior or the cheetah models the behavior after the dog because they think they're the same species. They think they're the same. And so, therefore, the cheetah won't try to, like, attack or run away or be wild, essentially, because the cheetah thinks it's a dog. And so they will have the dog run this course chasing this stuffed animal, and they have the cheetah do the same thing. And at the end, the cheetah gets a steak and blah, 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 blah. And so Glennon is talking about how um, she wonders if you can't if the cheetah ever feels like something is off about her life. Does something feel like it's not supposed to be this? It's not supposed to be running after this dirty bunny, catching this dirty steak in the, in the dirt, but it's supposed to be filled with like unfenced savannas and pitch black skies and um, hunting and, and things of that nature. And then how the cheetah in her mind says, That's crazy. I should be grateful for the life I have. I have a best friend that loves me, and I have all of these people that watch me do these wonderful things, and I should be grateful for what I have. And it was just a really good analogy to. She talks later in the book about how women, in particular, are tamed by society, and we're tamed by taming ourselves in different ways by our body image and our. Our careers and children and marriage and pretty much every way we're tamed in certain aspects. We're taught that we're supposed to attain to this perfect image or we shouldn't want more than we have or that we should always essentially look out for other people besides ourselves and really not want anything more for ourselves because that's selfish and wrong and a good woman doesn't do those things a good woman is always putting other people before herself so that is what the book is about so far
1: and what about that inspired you to want to do all the things that scared you I'm thinking. She's like, I can't remember because I was drunk.
0: <laughs> I'm like, do I still want to do a fucking trapeze pop? Um, no, I mean, I do, I do, but I think that um I've talked about this before. Like sometimes I'm the type of person that will always look at the worst case scenario. What can happen in this situation, right? Like, let's survey all of the bad things that can happen and let's hope for the best. And I feel like that's a really sad way to live your life. But also, it's this feeling of a little bit of fear mixed in with a little bit of excitement and a lot of bit of safety. You know, there's a safety net; you're harnessed in. Like truly, probably nothing's going to happen. Yeah. But it's that excitement that something might go wrong. Something could go wrong. And so it's it's that same. I don't know. It's that same, like, untamed feeling, I guess. Um, and I was thinking, which of my friends is the most adventurous? Sorry, Catherine, if you're listening. my One of my two friends. Anyway. <laughs> and, <laughs> and I was thinking Alexa would do something like this with me. I bet Alexa would. Um, and I was right.
1: Yeah. I like what you said, though, about the – it's interesting because that really resonates with me about the kind of, like, Okay, would you rather look looking at the cheetah example. Would you rather be in a space where you know it's 100% safe, nothing's going to happen, everything's taken care of, but that's all it is. It's this box and it's never going to be anything else. You know what's safe though? It's never going to be anything more than that. Or would you rather be in the, you know, in the wild? Where yeah, there is danger, and yeah, there is chance that things could go wrong, and yeah, things will, probably will go wrong at times, right? And and there is kind of that threat of, of your life, in a way, but uh, but it's exciting, and it's new, and it's adventurous, and it's challenging, and it's it's all of these things. It's it's ever evolving. It's an ever evolving environment, right? Rather than wake up, do the same thing that you know is it, this it, like the Truman Show Routine. type of thing, yeah, and. I think what you're getting at is that like women in particular have been sold this idea that you're supposed to want the Truman Show. I mean, literally think of like the shows and the the TV shows in like the 50s and the 60s and, you know, like I Love Lucy and all of those um, where the woman was like the homemaker and the woman was just kind of woke up and did the same thing and and repeated and that's all that ever happened in her life. And that's all that ever was supposed to happen, and that's all she was ever supposed to accept, expect, and accept for herself. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, and and how women have been sold these ideas of fear of oh no, what if something does go wrong? What if something you know? But but in actuality, women, just like men, w- humans want crave that that. Um, that wild element, right? There's something that's – that's what life is. That's part of what life is. And so I feel like that's really kind of what's resonating with me is this thing inside all of us. That's why we want to go skydiving. That's why people well, skydive. You don't want to go skydiving?
0: Not now that I'm sober, I don't. Let me
1: tell you right oh. now. Oh, <laughs> you don't even want to do the trapeze I, thing
0: no, anymore? <laughs> I, no, I do want to do the trapeze thing. I was thinking about like, okay, so what brought up the trapeze class is that I was thinking about when you and I were in the ATV in Arizona and how fun it was and how fucking scary it was though, how it was like, we weren't on a ride. We weren't, there was no safety net. There was no like, well, at least, you know, it's going to end sometime. It was like, there might be a fucking flood that happens and we might flip this thing over because we have no idea what we're doing, but it was so fun. And it was so freeing and it felt like, It just felt like we could do any, I could do anything in that moment. I wasn't even driving, (laughs) but (laughs) yeah, but I got me thinking like, what else could have I wanted to do? And a trapeze class is one of those things I've wanted to do. And, you know, I've wanted to do parasailing and I've wanted to do all of these things that mm, I guess I just tell myself, like, I'm too busy or it costs too much money or I don't want to do it by myself or, you know, you make up excuses on why you don't do things. Mm -hmm. And then before you know, like, you don't have the opportunity to do those things anymore.
1: Mm -hmm. This is exactly why my mom did that one year of first thing.
0: That's literally what I thought of when I was texting you. I was like, I'm going to do what your mom did. Yeah. No, I didn't tell you (laughs) that, which is good because that would have, Escalated. No,
1: I mean, well, I mean, I was thinking the other day. I'm like, man, if my mom did what she did, where she did a year of first one near one first every day for a year. Now I would have made had her make a whole TikTok account on it and it would have gone viral like a 100% because, I mean, I was thinking, I was like, someone should do that now as a TikTok account. Like, it's it's great. It's a great way to document what she did every day. It's a great way to have people follow along with the journey. And then people would invite my mom. She did this with a blog back in the day, but people would invite my mom to, they, she would, they would invite her to do things she never even thought of or she never thought she could do or she had access to. And people are like, "Oh, you can do that. You're doing that. Okay, come do this, or come with me on this adventurous thing I do." And you know, I think like you said, when me and you were in that ATV, it was it was more exciting and less scary because we were doing it together, right? Yeah. And I think that's the thing about um, I think that's the thing about me and you is that like when we get together, we constantly are doing things that we're both scared to do, but that we feel. excited to do because we're doing it together like the excitement overrides the scaredness because we do it together
0: yeah and there's a little bit of comfort you know like well at least I'm with Alexa so it's okay you know yeah like if for some reason if I had been I truly feel like if I had been with Alex I'd be like slow down and I'd be like (laughs) you know what I mean yeah I, I don't think I would have just kind of like let go as much
1: yeah yeah totally and I think that um That's why I keep getting this feeling recently of like, man, how can you just get more people together? Like, more people, what are more ways to bring people together or, you know, even just bring more women together to do things like this? Because when we, you know, when we were at our retreat, which wasn't only women, we had Ricky there too, who Ricky is just an amazing, so amazing and just such a beautiful human. But majority women. And we all did lots of scary things together, you know? Mm-hmm. We all rode in a helicopter, and we all um, faced really weird, spooky things together. And yeah. we, You know, and I think that, um, <sighs> yeah, I think just this message of being untamed, it's so powerful. And um, by the way... Speaking of being untamed and wild, that is really the theme of our Austin retreat, which is coming up in October, is all about reconnecting with this wild part of you, this untamed part of you, this part of you that just wants to, I just get this image of like running off the dock and just screaming and just jumping into this body of this lake, which the house is on Lake Austin, this huge lake. And I just get this image of just being like totally wild and free and back connected with your your wild side. And that really is the, you know, we have an intention for every retreat. The last retreat we did was the intention was for everybody to reconnect with that authentic voice inside of themselves and feel safe to speak it, which Intentions are powerful, man, because that stuff happened in ways we did not (laughs) anticipate. But for the best. It was all for the best. So for this retreat, it really is about connecting with that wild, untamed part of yourself or the part of yourself that has been tamed but wants to be unleashed and wants to be free of what people think or what you're supposed to do and say and all of that or the box that you've put yourself in because – of society or your family or your friends or whatever.
0: Mhm. Mhm. Expectations. Yeah. We're going to do horseback rides too because I don't know why but horses just represent such freedom to me. I just yeah. feel like they're such beautiful, majestic creatures and I love them. I have ridden horses before,
1: but not like a lot, but, but yeah. horses are really represent that whole thing because they're so magical and beautiful mm-hmm. and healing. But they, at the same time, they do represent. There is an element of them that are wild and a bit dangerous. Yeah. Like I mean, they I could, mean, you could definitely get hurt on a horse. Like It's yeah. a whole wild animal. But it's that it's that thing of like. I think sometimes we're so afraid to lose the thing that we've cultivated within the box, right? We th- we think, oh, what if I step outside this box? Am I going to lose the thing I've cultivated? And in a way, maybe you will, but you'll gain so much more. There's so much to gain from that element of fear, the element of unknown, that element of, you know, that wild side. And so, um, yeah, Ambie was like, you know, for the last one, our intention was to do a hot air balloon ride, which turned into a helicopter ride. For this one, we are doing wild horseback riding in Texas, um, which is going to be so incredible. I'm so excited about it. I'm so excited
0: too. I'm really excited to do some of the exercises to, like, rewild women. Maybe we'll have to, like, dance naked under the moon or something. I don't know.
1: <laughs> that was, that was uh, threatened at the last retreat. It <laughs> that never happened. I was really yeah. thinking it was going to happen, but it didn't I happen. thought it
0: would, too, but yeah. – I wasn't going to participate, but like now,
1: I don't know. Well, you said, nudity sca- you said nudity scares you, so maybe it is something you need to do. <laughs> it makes me uncomfortable. It does. <laughs> don't worry if you're listening to this and you're like, I am not getting naked. You don't, you don't have to you don't get, get naked have to.
0: at the retreat if but, you want to come, but you don't want to get naked.
1: Yeah, but I think it is very interesting thing to explore the things that do make you go, oh, I could never do that, or oh, yeah. that scares me so much. It's like to really ask yourself why, and, you know, um, uh, oh, something just popped in my head, and then it popped out. Has that been happening to you recently? I feel like my intuition has been very cloudy the past month.
0: Oh, I thought you meant, like, forgetfulness and,
1: like, yeah, kind of losing. Yeah, that's my life. Oh, okay. I'm getting what I was talking has about. Has your intuition recently. been like a little cloudy recently or no?
0: Um, I don't feel like it has been. I feel like it's been good. Oh, just me then, I guess.
1: And well, everybody goes through
0: waves of that. You know, intuitive people go through waves of that.
1: Yeah. Sometimes I wonder like what that's about. It's like, are you just not supposed to – Um, are you just supposed to be more in the moment and like not supposed to like be trying to feel into things or
0: possibly you're just supposed to, you're not supposed to know the answer to what you're feeling into right then.
1: Yeah. I almost get this vision of your guides being like, sorry, bro. Like you got, you got to do this one on your own. Yeah. You got to learn
0: this lesson, baby.
1: Yeah. But uh, but anyway, yeah, we are we are so excited to go to Austin. We'll go back to Austin, um, and this retreat is going to be October 11th through the 15th. So it's mm-hmm. a five day retreat. We you check in on the evening of the 11th, check out the morning of the 15th. Um, And going to have meals prepared for you. We're all going to be staying in this awesome Airbnb, beautiful location right on the water. And like we said, we're going to be really spending a lot of time outdoors, spending a lot of time with each other. I think Mm -hmm. connection is one of, like we said, when you do things together with other people, it really helps you feel more brave and strong to unleash, you know, and, and, get in touch with this wild side of yourself, I think, when you see someone else doing it in a way. So that is really our intention for this retreat. And um, yeah, if you're interested, we have seven spots left. Um, Definitely make sure you send us a message so we can get on the phone with you. We can talk to you, see if this will be a good fit. And also read Glennon Doyle's book because it's fascinating. Actually, I have it right here. Ambie, I know you were doing the audio version, but it's pretty awesome. And yeah, uh, I love the cover. I do too. And also, it's pretty – like, her wife, Abby Wombach is amazing as well. I just heard her on Kristen Bell's podcast – and I was blown away by her. And I was like, oh, my God, these two women together, like these two women came together to be married. It's like, wow, like that is a powerhouse. Um, and it's really cool because um, Abby Wambach was actually saying, so Abby Wambach is a, a Olympic soccer player. And... Uh, <laughs> She's saying just how much Glennon, like, challenges her and how much they challenge each other and also how much she was – she did not believe in any sort of spiritual – like, she was uh, – what do you call it when you don't believe in God at all? You don't believe God at Atheist? Us? Atheist. She was an atheist because when she was younger and she knew she was gay, the church um, – they made it known to her, her church. Like, this is not acceptable. This is not Mm. loved. This is not something God believes in. You know, this is not something God endorses. And she said, it was never explicitly said to me, but I knew it. Like, I felt it. I knew it, which was almost worse. And so she said from that day on, she's like, no, God doesn't exist. God, I can't accept any of this. And it was, you know, it was interesting. So hearing about, because Glennon Doyle is like pretty spiritual. Like, she's pretty connected to universe and all of that so it was really interesting hearing you know I know a lot of our listeners are in partnerships uh or have friendships or something like that where or marriages where uh maybe your partner doesn't believe in this and you really do right and I know a lot of our listeners struggle with that so it was very interesting to hear actually from Abby Wambach's side like you know entering into a marriage with someone like that and how it's really how she's really learned a lot and they don't believe exactly the same thing but they have definitely influenced each other so just all in all these two women are really powerful um it's a a really amazing book to read uh or listen to on audible we should be sponsored by audible (laughs) (laughs) we should be yeah we should be oh good
0: times good
1: times anything oh guys uh Conversations with Arc9, the monthly one that we do for our Dragonfly Patreon tier and above is going to be next Friday, uh, which is August 27th at 3 p.m. EST, which is our normal regular time per month that we do these conversations with Arc9. Just a little refresher, Arc9 is a collection of nine Arcturian energies that Ambrosia channels. And oh my goodness, guys, lately in our we have a private coaching group for ARC9 within our Patreon that meets twice a month. And lately, it's just been insane. Like, the the the, the wisdom that they have been dropping, the, the the information Ambrosia has been bringing through as she's been channeling them has just been like, I mean, you could hear a pin drop. Everybody's just like, what? it's <laughs> so beautiful. And they are just, I don't know. I don't know. It just feels like it's deepening, you know, like the, the work that they're doing and the messages they're bringing through is just getting more and more, I don't know. Like, what would you say, Andy? I know you have a different experience of it because you're on the other, you're kind of on the other side, but. Um, I
0: feel like it's just been more intentional and more. Yes, that's a good word. Like, like listen, listen to what we're saying. Yeah. Um. And yeah. You know, and you know, what's interesting yeah. is that the last time, we spoke to them, they were talking about like how with the human experience, like you're not meant to be happy all the time or sad all the time, or like any one ray of emotion all the time. Like you're here because you're creating what you want to feel. Right. Yeah. And as I'm listening to untamed, she pretty much said the same thing. And I was like, Oh shit. Like It's really interesting how she talks. So it's interesting to me, like, how all these different spiritual people, now you see what I'm playing with, all these spiritual people will say pretty much the same thing. Yeah. It's just in different verbiage. But
1: Yeah. You just reminded me of something they said in addition to that, which was, like, (laughs) I think I was asking something, like, so what are we supposed to do or something like that? They're like, nothing. You've already done it. They're like, congratulations, you've already done everything you're supposed to do. And I was like, what? And they're like, yeah, how does that feel to know that you've already done everything that you intended to do here, meaning you've already fulfilled the purpose of this life? It's it's done. Like, you're good. And it was this, that might sound like, I don't know, anxiety producing to some people, but the way they said it was like, Yep, you checked the box. Like, you did it. It's good. Everything else is just gravy on top, basically. Yeah. And I thought that was really cool, um, especially the way that they said it. And, um, and uh, yeah, the other thing that I was thinking about was also maybe we're ready to hear at a deeper level, you know? Mm, yeah. Because recently I've been getting the message more and more about – Um. <laughs> I keep getting this message in lots of different ways. It's like – the message is simply kind of like, yeah, yeah, it, it's way less complicated than that. It's way less complicated than you're thinking. In fact, it's take out all of these steps. It's just one step and it's like this, which meaning it's like I think humans like to complicate things so much. And we're like, OK, if I want to get here, then I have to do all this work and I have to organize all this stuff. And it, and, and it's this feeling of, no, just stop believing that thing. Just just. <clears throat> Drop that belief and you're good. And I know that that's kind of resonant with things that like, you know, Abraham Hicks have said and stuff, but it's suddenly I feel like I'm embodying that more. Like I get it. Like I f- understand it. It's like, oh, yeah, just stop doing that thing and you're good. Or stop thinking that you need to be fixed and you're, you are fixed. Or stop mm. thinking that there you need to solve problems and just live in your abundance and you're good, you know? So much more mm-hmm. simple than you think. Yeah,
0: yeah. Like why Why does there have to be something wrong with you? Yes. Right? It's like breaking down all these different boxes and constraints that we put ourselves in. And, and it goes back to the book, which is like to be a good woman, to be a good person, you have to do X, Y, and Z. Mm-hmm. Maybe you don't have to do all those things. Mm-hmm. Maybe you're just – good the way you are and you don't have to be anything else.
1: That's kind of what I was talking about in the beginning of this episode where the kids being with the kids, they took me out of all of my... Uh, mental chatter of like, oh, you need to do this, you need this, you need this to be loved. And it's like, I think one of the things kids reflect back to you is just like, they'll just come and hug you because they want to hug you. They're not looking at, oh, what does your makeup look like today? And what are you wearing? And uh, they don't care. Like, I mean, they're not judging you based on Ambie's making faces. Like, no, I well, some too. do. My kids fucking. Okay. Too. But I'm <laughs> saying what they really care about is coming to give you a hug or if you're playing yeah. with them or you're being in the moment with them, not about. Right like i had all this you know i normally have certain outfits i wear and certain jewelry i wear with it and i just kept feeling like don't put any of that on one because it could break cuz they'll grab you and stuff but two yeah, it's like true. who cares <laughs> like they're not yeah. poor you for who you know so um I think that is a really big message of it's it's simpler than you think. And yeah, like you said, why is it that there always has to be something wrong with you? And whose interest is that in, by the way, to believe that there's something wrong with you? That's one thing that has been constantly coming back to me. Whose interest – it goes back to our most recent episode with Sophie Brown talking about mental health and social media. Mm-hmm. Whose interest mm-hmm. is it in that you believe that something is wrong with you? It's in the interest of commerce. It's in the yeah. interest of – makeup companies, of plastic surgery yeah. companies, of clothing companies. And the truth is, and I think of Gary Vee here, who we used to be obsessed with, I think of him saying his whole message is, don't buy dumb shit that's going to stress you out and make you believe that, y-. like, it's very simple. It's like, just don't buy dumb shit you don't need, right? Because other people make you feel like you need it, because then you won't be stressed out. Like, there's nothing to stress out about. So much of life is people being like, I need this certain car. I need this certain necklace. I need this certain purse. I need this whatever. And I need a certain house in order to be lovable. And the truth is that you're lovable now. If you want to go get those things, go get them. It's not about that. But it's like those things don't make you lovable and they don't fill the hole.
0: Yeah. And I think that's the big thing is, like you said, feeling lovable and feeling loved, mm. both of those things. Because I, I—that's not the only reason why people buy them, right? Like, yeah. like people buy them because they want to have the experience of them as well. But yeah. it's
1: and by the not way, too- I want to have the experience of having an awesome house and an awesome car and stuff. But it's the energy of with which you do it. With again, mm-hmm. do you do it to mm-hmm. fill the hole, or do you do it because you feel inspired and you want to have the experience, and it's going to be a great experience for you? Like, sorry, Mm -hmm. I cut you off. I didn't mean to.
0: No, but I I agree with you. Like, and again, like, I don't think there's a right or wrong way. Like, if you want, if you really think that you're unlovable unless you have these things, then, I mean, maybe that's something that you dive in deeper with. But if you don't feel like it, then that's cool, too. But I think that we don't put enough, um, we do, but society doesn't put enough, a spotlight on mental health and mental awareness of really like, why do you feel empty right now? Like mm-hmm. what's going on here? Like, let's talk about, you know, why do you feel like you have to be a perfectionist or why do you feel like you can't let go of control? What do you think is going to happen? Mm-hmm. So yeah. Cause then they lose money. Right. And then our right. economy, we're not buying stupid shit. Yeah.
1: Yeah, I would really say, like, something I've been trying on in in the realm of that in terms of my mind, and maybe it would help someone else, is, like, what if – it sounds so cheesy – but, like, what if the imperfection is the perfection? What if – for example, at my wedding, my like hair was falling. My I had extensions in and it was so hot and all the power was out because there was a tornado the night before and there was all this stuff going on. But So I couldn't fix my hair. And I'm just so self-conscious about it. Like in my pictures and stuff, it's like my, the, my hair was kind of falling out. This sounds so dumb, guys. But it really bothered me. And it still bothers me. And it bothers me to look at the pictures where it's like falling out. And so I've just been practicing this, like, and what if that was the perfection? What if it's so perfect that, like, look at you, you like, you know, there was a tornado at your venue and this happened and this happened and your hair was fall, like your your, your curls were falling out and it didn't look perfect. And that is perfect. How perfect is it? That What a creative, what a unique, one-of-a-kind experience that it, it looked all this way and it was this way. And. You know, I think I'm just trying to really surrender more into the, yeah, uh, perfection of the imperfection and, and kind of almost look at it as art, right? Art is so unique and it doesn't all look perfect. Some of it looks really messy and weird and that's still art and it's still beautiful because it's unique, you know, so. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah.
0: Absolutely. I can't believe that this time has gone by so quickly today.
1: I know. It's crazy. It's crazy. But, um... If you guys want to apply to join us in Austin, click the link in our bio. If you guys want to join the com- the monthly conversation with Arc9 and you're in our and you're not in our dragonfly tier or above on Patreon, all you have to do is click the link in our bio and join at the page- at the uh, dragonfly tier or above. It's $20 a month and you'll get to ask uh the Arc9 a question through Ambrosia. It's really fun when we get to have these conversations because people ask really cool questions about like the universe or what's going on right now uh, in mm-hmm. the world. It's it's really interesting. So uh, make sure you join that. Ambi, anything you wanted to share? Um, oh, no. can I can I announce something? Yeah, Sorry. go ahead. As part of my private community, which is called Temple of Alchemy, I'm launching, I already launched it, a lower tier, um, which is $33 a month. And you can... Um, be a part of the private community and join for a weekly tapping circle. So I'm really trying to find different ways to bring people together in community. I have my top tier, which is where we come together each week, every Wednesday to do uh, live coaching and basically like share this temple space together. And there's really powerful transformation that happens in there. But I also wanted to offer another tier so people could get access to community in the way of tapping together, healing together um, and and getting more access to this tool, but in a live way where we're all on Zoom together. So if that's something you're interested in, that is starting this Thursday. um, and I'll put the link to that in the show notes as well, or you can just reach out to me directly if you want to join the tier. That's it.
0: Cool. And I have a private community too, and we do card polls every Monday, and that is $20 a month. And then I also have a $100 tier where you work with me privately.
1: And that's pretty much it. That's it, everybody. All right. Well, we love you all so much. And uh, we will be back on Friday with another episode. And until next time, keep on blooming, everybody. Bye. If you've enjoyed this podcast, we would love, love, love it if you would leave a rating and review on Apple iTunes or wherever you get your podcasts. If you would like to get in touch for a reading with Ambi, an EFT session with Alexa, or just to say what up, you can email us at podcast at gmail.com or follow us on Instagram and Facebook at innerbloompodcast.